Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Sean T., your host of Trust and Believe. You know what? Each and every week, I want to take you on a journey so you can live your best life. Listen, I'm going to end every episode with a truth bomb so that you can take something away to continue to believe in who you are. Welcome back. It's time for another episode of Trust and Believe with Shanti. Without further ado, I'm going to find the one and only Shanti in the list. There we go. <laughs> um, you know, Jessica knows this about me, obviously, because we spent some quality and personal time together. And, you know, there are a lot of quote unquote celebrities out there that like to be celebrities. And that's not a bad thing because I like for some of them to be celebrities. Like I love for Janet Jackson to be a celebrity. But me, it's not where I thrive from. It's not where I, no part of my life exists there. And so when I met Jessica and when I met some of you, I like literally hang out. And so I want this to be a hangout. And obviously I want to a major part of motivation, especially for those of you who woke up in the middle of the night. But I think where you'll get more of is knowing Sean is. And I'll say this, just kind of a side piece. The book is about Sean. Most of the book is about before Sean T even existed. And so we all know him. We all know that he yells and screams. We all know that you have a love-hate relationship. But um, through Jessica and through me, I'm going to open up a, the dialogue and give you guys more of a vulnerable, uh, a more of a vulnerable but real, you know, who is Sean? And so I'm going to start out with this story, and, I, and Jessica's probably going to be really embarrassed, but I don't care. Uh, you know, we, we, we shot Sean Week, and this was one of the defining moments for me and Jessica's relationship. And I don't know, and I know Jessica is not about you, but it, for me it's very important because the reason why I'm on this call is because of you. Uh, and your great leadership. And so Jessica and I had a conversation at the little cookout we had. And she, you know, she said something very interesting to me. She was like, you know, I didn't, because she was in Max 30, and she was like, I don't know. I didn't know if, I couldn't tell, like, Sean T and the real Sean. And it was very profound to me because, you know, no one has ever been on set with me. You know, she's never been on set with me. She's never... Um, experience what it was like for me to be in my workspace 
or never experienced what it was like for me to be at home, you know, cutting up in the bed, having chips like I do with Todd. So it was a very interesting thing. And I liked it because there was something about it where, Jessica, you were you couldn't define the line. Like it was like, where's the line? And while some people may have gotten offended by that, for me, it was great because I'm like, I'm glad you can't define the line. Because for me, it's very important for me to just be me. And, you know, people love me. People hate on me every single day. But I'm never going to change. I'm going to change for the better because change is good. And I'm definitely one of those people who takes constructive criticism and things that Jessica and I talk about. Even if, even if it doesn't affect me, I'm going to take it and utilize it to move myself and push myself better. But that moment was really defining for me because I was like, oh, and it really put her in a vulnerable spot. And I think it built our relationship because of the honesty that she had to talk to me. And that's why I want this to be a fun, motivating call. And obviously I'll give you some little nuggets about the book that gets you excited, not just because it's my book, but just more, gets you more excited about your life because that that's what the book, about, book is about. So Jessica, uh, I might throw you on the spot here a little bit, but you've been around me, you've been... You were at my reveal party for our babies. You've been, at, you've been to the Transformation Center when I didn't allow anyone at my house. And then you were at my baby shower where you were. So I want you to ask me some really fun questions that opens up the door to Sean. And so people on the call can forget about the tea. Okay, so that's putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, so why don't we start with the babies since that's what's like the biggest news obviously okay so i want to know so obviously you're like the guy that helps everybody push through in their life when they're at their their lowest or whatever so i know you know what a struggle that you went through um but i want you to tell everyone what is you know how did you overcome that struggle when you wanted to give up because i think people see you as someone that never wants to give up so i know when i heard that that was really like whoa you know i think that would be let's hear about that yeah, so um, it's, it's so I love this because it is for me, it's like, again, it's a special call for me to be on and I'm excited about it. Uh, as far as that, you know, Scott and I tried to have kids for five years and we've had miscarriages and we've had, we were basically in and out of relationships with many different people who tried to have our babies. And so in the last five years, I pretty much was in four relationships and 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 most of them failed and they weren't necessarily failed relationships but what they were is when someone is trying to have your baby or babies for you you really you really uh, build a, a very quick bond because they're bringing life into the world and so it's the fast track to uh, fast track to you know love if you will and so the thing that was really crazy about it is you build a relationship and imagine having to break up with people on a regular basis that you fall in love with. That's how it was. And so it got to a point where I said to Scott, I was, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I never, ever, I haven't been in a very long time in a situation where I wanted to give up because I'm always ready to push forward and, and it doesn't matter. I'm a dig deep kind of person. And I literally wanted to give up to the point where I cried, I didn't sleep. And I'm going through my life and you know, there's social media, there's events I have to do, there's things I have to shoot. And when I walk out of my house, I in a sense have to hide that struggle. And I wanted to give up so bad. And you know, Scott was the one that didn't let me give up. So, you know, when I'm in the last five years, when I say never give up, it's because I was in a position where I was literally fighting, 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 not trying to give up. And thank God I did because we're having two amazing kids come to the world. But it wasn't me. You know, they say it takes a village. If it wasn't for Scott, I probably would have given up. And even saying that today makes me just, it makes me upset because I was upset at myself. But it's also something that I had to go through to know that through struggle comes strength, which is why again, you'll hear in the book is, which is why I wrote it. And, you know, a little funny stories, Jessica, uh, she was always saying to me, you know, I want to see you ugly cry. 
<laughs> she was like, I want to see you ugly crying. So at our reveal, when we finally told our parents, because our parents stopped, ask, stopped asking us about whether we were going to have kids or not, because it was always painful. The story was always painful. And so uh, at the reveal, when we finally told our parents, there was the ugly cry. And so Jessica was happy. I was, it was a happy, ugly cry, but I was like, really, Jessica? But I do <laughs> want to say this before we move on. It's amazing when you want to give up the reason why you wanted to give up. And my, reason, my reasoning for wanting to give up is because Scott is such a strong force in my life, and he didn't have the answer, and neither did I for why this wasn't working. And it literally put me in a tailspin. And that was the most upsetting part because I was like, you know, Scott, you're supposed to have the answer. It's like, if you came to train with me and I wasn't able to get you to lose that last five pounds, you're looking at me like, Sean, you know, you're the trainer, you're the expert. And sometimes in life, Scott is that expert for me. And so when he didn't have the answer, I was, I was just at a very low point. But, um, you know, he didn't let me give up and I didn't give up. And so we're here now and I'm so excited. So thank you. <laughs> and imagine if you did, you know, or don't imagine that because that would be horrible. But no, I mean, it's a, it's a valid point, you know, it's valid. So, but I think that's so important because I think people look at people like you, you know, in like the influential spot you're in and, and it's easy to think that like you don't struggle, not that your power comes from the struggle. And that's also what I think is like one of your most impactful parts of who you are. Right. So, and that's a perfect segue for me to get into the book. Um, my entire book is about, you know, I, I do tell it through my story and through my life because you out there do my workouts. You get excited every single time you push play. You get excited every time you lose a pound. But what you don't, um, what you don't know is that Everything I say to you, whether it's insanity or hip hop abs or rock and body or T25, the reason why, because I don't care about the exercise. It does, I do not care. I do not care how many power jumps you do. As, as excited as you get when you're finished the fit test and you get to the end and you're like, I did 15 more power jumps. I don't care. Not because I don't care about your success. I only care about if you actually believe that that, fifth, that 15 more jumps is so like it came from such a place of you digging deep it came from such a place of you going through those 60 days and getting so tired that you have instilled so much power and belief in yourself and that's how you actually got 15 more yes your body was built your muscles are stronger your endurance is higher but if you have to understand that every second that you work out, every moment that you move, every second that you push the but button to push play, all of that comes from such a deeper place than the physical push. It comes from such a deeper place than the, than the go down to go up. It comes from such a deeper place than the work doesn't begin until you get tired physically and cardiovascularly. The work doesn't begin until you get tired mentally because it's here. Because you can take a break, and a break is amazing. But in that break, as you start to push forward, you have to say, I can do this. And you have to continue to motivate and empower yourself. And so in the book, I, come, I, I develop seven superpowers to literally take your body, your life, your mind, as far as being smarter, and your life as far as living your best life to the next level. And I don't want to give too much away. But the first superpower, which all of you have heard before, is uncomfortable. You've seen it on cups. You've seen it on plaques. The work doesn't begin until you get tired is mine. But um, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Imagine this. If you're still on this call and you're really invested in being in this moment right now, I want you to imagine something. I want you to go back to before you even started working out. I want you to go back to before... Before you took your before picture, I want you to go back to the moment before Jessica or anyone else even called you to say you wanted to work out. What were you going through? Where, how did you get to that place? Because that place, mm, that place and that person is who I want you to connect to the most. I love the celebratory moments of the 40, 50, 60, 5, 7, 8-pound weight losses, but I want you to go back to before you even decided because it's that person that is the first 
leg of the relay race. It is that person that is carrying the baton first. And so that is the most powerful person you will ever meet in your entire life. You think you're most powerful now because you have less weight and because you can do more push-ups, right? No, you're completely wrong. The most powerful person is the person who was able to make the choice to get uncomfortable when they were in or when you were in your most uncomfortable state. In my life, my whole story started from the moment where I was molested by my stepfather who literally told the world that I was his favorite person. But behind closed doors, he was treating me like I was his favorite person, but obviously violating me to the extent of extinction. And so whenever I have a struggle, I go back to that eight-year-old boy because he was the one that decided that he wasn't going to give up. He was the one that decided he wasn't going to be a victim. And he was the one that decided I'm actually a hero at this moment because I'm not caving into what the rest of the world that goes through this or some people who go through this does. And so this book is really letting you develop. So I'll say this, every one of us has a secret backpack. You know, everyone like kids have an imaginary friend. You have a secret backpack. It's on you. All the struggles that you've been through in your life, I promise you, you can reach into that secret backpack and there is a strength that comes from that. Imagine when you've gotten out of a relationship or you've broken up with someone, right? And when you break up with that person, the first thing you say is, I'm never going to be with somebody like that again, or I'm never going to get with someone who talks to me like that again. That's a superpower, people. And instead of moving past this thing and say, I'm getting rid of, I'm getting rid of the I never want to face that again, or or I never want to see those 35 pounds again. Listen, let me tell you something. 50 pounds that I lost, I wish it was sitting on a table because this, the 50 pounds that I lost actually helped me decide that I want passion in my life. The re- when, and you'll read this in the book, and may have, you may have heard me say this, but the reason why I'm here today is because when I gained 50 pounds, the first five, six pounds that I lost, I said... If I can get people to feel that, if I can get people to feel this way, if I can get people to feel this way, oh my goodness, I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Because it, I was nowhere near my goal weight. And to be very honest with you, I never lost the 50 pounds. I, I, I was 178 pounds and I went to 228 pounds and I was never 178 pounds again. But I was a hundred, I'm 195 pounds of happiness, right? So that number that you're chasing and that number that you want to get to, oh my goodness, if you get there, I'm so excited. I'm so happy if you get there. But be happy with the power that you possess to get there because that number is temporary. Perfection is temporary. Change is constant. We all know that we can be 135 pounds tomorrow morning, but the minute you eat, if you decide to get on the scale, you're going to be 136. Or if you have a bad week of constipation, full disclosure, you might be at 138 pounds. But are you going to be sad? Or are you going to say, what do I need to do to just continue to move forward? Because it's not about the weight. It's not about the money. It's not how, it's not how big your bank account is. And some people can say to me, oh, you can say that because, you know, you're, you're successful. I'm going to curse here, guys. No, bitch. No, not at all. Because let me tell you why. Biggie Small said, more money, more problems. And I tell you, <laughs> it's slightly true in a sense, of, a sense of, it's not about how big the bank account is and how many zeros you have. Because I've met plenty of people who went from quote unquote rags to riches that are more miserable at their riches. It's how you develop that money. It's how passionate you are about the money and how the steps to success that you actually took to get there. And are you connecting to those individual steps? And so I know that all the, the, derived from the secret backpack, but can you imagine if I never decided to lose that weight or if I gave up or if I didn't pay attention to the feeling and I only focused on the number? I would be 170 pounds, but I would be anorexic. And some people might be struggling out there, but the full disclosure moment is that if you are struggling with being anorexic, if you are waking up every day and the first thing you're doing is saying, I'm not eating that, I want you to say, I'm eating that and decide what foods are actually going to give you power so that you can say, no, again, no, bitch, I'm going to eat. 
Here's something that I talk about in my book, and I do it every single day. And you might think I'm weird. Hold on, let me see this. Here's weird moment coming up. Weird Shanti, but I get it. So I have these things called mirror moments. I think we did this on a call one day, Jessica. Sometimes if I'm lazy, I look in the mirror just like this. I'm like, Sean, you need to get your shit together and stop being lazy because you're the only reason this ain't happening. It ain't got to do with nobody else. That full disclosure, honest moment that you can have with yourself. And I challenge you, and I challenge you in the book to actually have those mirror moments and wake up every single day and have a positive mirror moment so that when you do, hold on, sorry, my my, my little makeshift um, stand. Anyway, so that when you do wake up every day and you do walk out the door, you know that you've given yourself some sort of power. And every day is not going to be great. But I promise you, you can have a great moment if you allow yourself to. I know I just kind of went off there a little bit, but it's important. Um, so I know some of you have seen this on, <clears throat> on my Instagram, but here it is. I already ripped it. Isn't that great? You know, it's like my ring. My wedding ring is all messed up and Scott's really nice because he takes it off during tennis, but I keep mine on because I love seeing the use, the usefulness. Um, so, you know, I was, I was going to read to you guys, but I'm like, no, I'll save it for you. But here's what I do because a lot of you have earned an insanity shirt or is that sound messing you up? No. Okay. A lot of you have earned an insanity shirt or T25. I nailed it. And so, you know, I didn't, I created those workouts, right? And so I love when I see you guys having an amazing shirt on and not earned it. And some of you have had it for like six years and it's faded. And I'm like, come all the way through because you're still wearing it, which means you're still celebrating. But this is my earned it shirt. And that's the full disclosure, happy moment that I have. I'm like, you know, I finally was able to accept myself, to believe in myself, to accept myself enough to have, be brave enough to write this book. And I wrote this book in the same way that I teach any class that I ever go to. And while it's my story, and I say it in here, this book is not about me. It's about me helping you rewrite your story. And even if, if you had the perfect life, guess what? It's still going to be great to look inside of yourself and celebrate the success. But I doubt that anyone has had a perfect life, right? And so because you have it, now you can utilize the tools in this book, the transformation tools, to really dig deeper into who you are. And the workout, there's, there's some workouts in the back, which was really weird when I was reading the audio book. I was like, step to the right and put your arms up. It was really weird. But there are a couple of workouts in there for you guys to do. But the tools that you'll get from this situation, I call this uh, this experience, the tools that you'll get from this experience, I want you to put it into your workout, into your marriage, into your job, into the moments that you have individually for yourself every single day because like, like India Ari says, life is a journey, not a destination. There are no mistakes just chances we've taken, lay down your regrets because all you have is now, people. So whether you read this book today, no, you can't read it today. But even if you don't get it for a year, right? At some point, pick it up. And here's what I do. I, I drop phones. But I tell you this, I, um, it's so funny because I literally wake up every day now since I got this book and I'll just open up to a random page. Because when you open up to a random page or when you open up to a, a random thought in your mind and I'm saying, what am I going to celebrate today or how am I going to connect to myself today? So I open up to a random page and then I just read something. And I said, and I just read, of course, some folks in Indianapolis are a little nervous. And then it takes my brain back to, oh my goodness, I remember the first time I did a big workout in Indianapolis. And then it goes into the story of how people are digging deep. Um, I talked a lot. Uh, but it's more to get you excited about your life, um, not just about this book, because this book is about your life and you being excited about who you are. And um, I'll give a little break there just in case Jessica wants to ask some questions. Yeah, so I want to know, okay, first, and I, I don't know if you already shared this, but like, when did you realize, because I feel like you are different than everyone else. And I really do believe that. Cause I looked, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like how you approach fitness 
is different. It's deeper. Uh, you know, it's mental fitness first. Like, did you make a conscious decision to do that? Or how did you, was it just through your own experience? Like you said, when you lost those first couple pounds and you wanted everyone to feel that way or. Well, the reason, you know what I mean? I mean, full disclosure, the reason why, oh my gosh, that I don't know if anyone's ever asked this question in that way. And I definitely have never answered it in this way. But the reason why fitness became more of a mental thing for me is because there were points in my journey where I was extremely lean and extreme. And I thought I was extremely fat. I was probably the rip that I would ever been like, even during asylum, there were times during asylum because you have people staring at you and, and changing your clothes where people are looking at you and you're like questioning you're literally questioning, do I look good? And you look back at it uh, after you shoot it, and you're like, why, were I, why was I questioning that? But, I mean, by that point, I had gotten really over it and was able to process that. But it was, it was really during my journey. As I was losing weight and I was losing sight of the feeling, it was more like someone would say, oh, my gosh, you look great. And I'd be like, no, I still had this. Or, oh, my gosh, you look great. And I'm like, well, my face is fat. Or, you know... And so I realized that no matter how fit I was and no matter how good I looked, connecting to the, the physical being of me was not working. But the minute I connected back to that feeling that I had at six pounds weight loss or whatever it was, that's when I was like, holy fuck balls. Like, I do look good at any weight. If I gain three pounds, I'm like... Just like the other, other week, last week, I think it was on my podcast or two weeks ago. Like, I can now say, if I was you, I'd want to be me too. Like, even if I gained six pounds, I'm like, if I was you, <laughs> I'd want to be me too. And you want to know why? Because I, you can't be me and I can't be you. But we can show off together. And so when I connected to the feeling, and anyone out there, if you're going through a weight loss journey, let me tell you something. Not all of us are made to be fitness models. It just is not going to happen. I was with my friend Andy Spear, the T25 band guy, and every time I'm around him, I, like, literally admire his entire being. But then I have people who I look at more ripped than me, and they're like, oh, my God, they look at my body. And so the thing is, I'm like, why, am I, why are people trying to be a fitness model? I mean, people who are a fitness model and make a lot of money, I'm like, come through. Or if you, like... Um, uh, physique competitions I'm like go ahead it's an art form but the, the average person like me you you know everybody like we filter those pictures or you want to get a little photoshop to make it look good full disclosure but we're not we're not I mean I'm not a fitness model I'm a fitness motivator and I yeah there were times where I strived or strove strive to be, I wrote a book I don't even know how to talk um there were times where I strove I, I strive to be you know, a certain look, but I'm like, who has time for that? Like, and then the last thing I'll say, and I have to say this to be, again, full disclosure, when I came, Hip Hop Abs was a curse, y'all. Hip Hop Abs was a curse. It's an amazing workout, you know, if you enjoy it and dancing, but here, any, every, when Hip Hop Abs became the number one infomercial, I will walk down the street, and the first thing people would say is, oh my God, can you lift up your shirt? I want to see your abs. And I'm like, no, because I went out, I went out drinking last night, now I'm bloated. You know, and they were like feeling my stomach. I'm like, really? And I, it, it was annoying. Uh, and there's some of you out there who are like, yo, Shanti, can, I, can you lift up your shirt? I'm like, no. Because um, Scott gets mad. But uh, so anyway, I say all that to say, the look of something, yeah, you want to look good. You want to look cute in your jeans or you want to look good when you go out. And that's fine. But mo right now, you do look good because right now is all you have. And if you can go out into the world or to the gym and stretch your stuff as you are right now, imagine the confidence you'll have when you actually do reach a certain point where you're happy and feel good about who you are. When I, I talk about this in a book, too, the first time I actually walked in a weight room. So for everyone out there who hated going to the gym or started working out at home because they didn't want to be seen in public, I've been there. I was about to walk into the weight room the first time after not working out for a long time and just doing cardio. And I'm looking around at all these guys that have big biceps and know what they do, know what they're doing. 
And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I walk in here, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. They weren't worried about me. That whole barrier was set by me getting in my own way. And so, and yeah, there are ignorant ass people out there that's going to be like, oh my God, he's fat. Or, oh my God, she looks like this. And I'm like, so I ain't sleeping with you anyway. So now that we got that covered, now that we got that covered, I can go back to being very happy with what I look like. And so if someone talks about you behind your back, okay, cool. I'm like, fine. Like what, what's perfect about you? Cause what are you hiding? You know? Um, anyway, I know that was a lot of response. <laughs> Hey guys, most of the time in the beginning of the year, people are purely focused on fitness. They're focused on losing weight, but I'm not because I know you already have that. I know you know what to do. What I'm focused on is what's happening in your mind and how your mind is going to create the powers that you need to actually sustain the results that you have, not just in your body, but in your life as a whole. So if you have New Year's resolutions that involve weight loss or getting a better job or spending money the right way and saving it, or maybe you just want to make your relationship better, Sean T. Transforms America Tour is coming to a city near you. It is an interactive experience like no other event that you have ever been to that's going to push you outside of your comfort zone so that you really can live your best life. It'll start with you interacting with yourself, interacting with other people, and eventually I'm going to challenge and charge you to push yourself so hard that transformation becomes sustainable. So join me on the Sean T. Transforms America Tour where we are going to laugh, cry, and we're going to celebrate how we can make it not just to the end, but we can sustain results forever. Go to SeanTTransformsAmerica.com for details. Welcome back. It's Trust and Believe with Sean T. I, I just love reading everybody's responses to what you're saying. So. I'm trying to read you guys. They're yeah, great, but lot. I'm talking at the same time. <laughs> there's a lot. So, so I have another question that I've never asked you, but I feel like you were totally different from Max 30 to Sean Week. As far as your, I don't know, just maybe your your energy or whatever might have been going on in your life that came, you know, and maybe it was your struggle. Did do you feel that you were different? Uh, yes, and it's a deeper, it's a little bit deeper than the surface, which is everything is. But are we gonna get an ugly cry? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not gonna ugly cry. <laughs> but uh, it was more so I want you guys to understand something and I don't know how transparent other trainers are with you I mean I've had I had had deep conversations with Shaleen Johnson I mean we've sat in my living room at a restaurant in her house in her whatever and we've had some amazing conversations about our experiences and there's a lot of pressure people there's a lot of pressure when you step into a studio and you know we want to make Carl happy right like He's a great, he's a great guy. He's extremely supportive. And he, he puts millions of dollars into you. And so when someone does that, you do add a little pressure to yourself, no matter how confident. I mean, look at Chris Downing, right? Chris Downing, he, a new trainer, uh, had some great experiences like, as a personal trainer, but he had to come out and step in front of all these people. And, you know, he and he, he's told me this, like he's, he was motivated by me. So there was a good inspiration for me. And so now he has a lot of pressure, right? Like we all do. Shaleen, even if you have a number, Usain Bolt, who's won the 100 meter dash multiple times, still has pressure. But here's the thing. During Sean Week, I was like, over the time between Max 30 and Sean Week happening, you know, there was size and then there was nothing. And I had some struggles. I was going through the baby struggle. I was, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I ain't putting this pressure on me. Like Carl shows up to support me. So why am I going to put pressure on myself? You know, I, and the other thing was with Sean week, there were less people and there was no collateral. So let me help you guys understand something in Beachbody. When we had the DVDs, there's collateral. You have to take photos for everything. You have to help develop a nutrition plan. You have to um, 
you have to you have, there's so many intricate things that go into planning that so your brain is more than just doing the workout and you're it's a full-time situation but sean week there's a couple things i one of them's really deep but i just have really good energy around me and i didn't have anyone bringing me down i'll say that number one number two I, be, I believed that Carl believed in me. I finally let go of trying to prove myself. And I said, Carl believes in me, so go ahead and live. Three, I had, you know, Jessica, Jimmy, Julie, Lori, all these people come to the Transformation Center. And they, you guys out there, is the first time I, helped, I let you guys, my fit fam, help me develop it. So then you had the validation of people who were actually going to use it. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. But here's the thing. When we shot Sean Week, I had already found out that we were pregnant. I found out on my birthday, I was on the tennis court, and I knew we were going to find out the results of the pregnancy test. And we said, we, I said, I'm either going to have a great birthday or a really good birthday. And so our surrogate called me and Scott, and we, we said, no, we got the text message. And he said, you know, she texted us. We got to go find out. And then she told us the news and our doctor came on and we were really excited. And every time up until that, when we've got a positive pregnancy test, I still lived in fear because I was like, I don't believe this is going to happen. And I was in still in this giving up phase. But I said, this happened on my birthday. And I just felt with all these things coming together, I said, you know what? This is it. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live. I'm going to breathe happiness. I'm going to breathe excitement. And when I got to set, it was almost a validating moment for me to say, let it go, let it go, <laughs> you know, and I let it go. I let go of trying to please Carl and work with him. I let go of any negative energy that would have been around me before. It wasn't there. I let go of the anxiety of not believing that we would get pregnant. And I just believed in myself because I had you guys come to the Transformation Center. And so it was just so well-rounded. It was so well-rounded and a great feeling. And so um, Sean Week really allowed me to talk to you guys. It really allowed me to connect with you through the camera. It really allowed me to, to they really, Beachbody really gave me the, a blank canvas to say, you know, create what you want to create. And who is Sean T and what was Sean T do? And so it was great. It was just amazing. It was so good. Like I, another full disclosure moment, I was burnt out from making DVDs, you know, people, and I would constantly get people asking, are you leaving Beachbody? I'm like, no, I'm not leaving Beachbody, but can I get a break? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, athletes have an off season as a fitness as a fitness professional, as a fitness guru, you don't. And that's why I renamed myself a fitness motivator because I need an off season. I have to live. I have to breathe. So for everyone out there who feels like you need to work out every damn day of the year, you don't. You can take a month off and eat really, really freaking good. You can do your 21-day fixed meal plan and not gain a pound, right? You, you can still – I wouldn't say take 30 days off, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know – you can take a break. You can take two weeks vacation and give yourself time. But as a fitness guru, you're not allowed because everybody wants to see your abs. But now I'm like, I'm a fitness motivator. I'm your biggest fan. And so being your biggest fan means that I can be a fanboy over you and I don't have to work out or I can take a week off and I can live my, I can live my best life. Because rest is the most important part of your entire journey. Rest your mind and your body will get the results. I can promise you that. So good. 
So, um, but I mean, I think everything you just said had so many lessons. Like the the difference, every single one, two, three had a lesson that we can all apply to our lives. You know? Yeah, and that I mean, that's the goal. You know, I'll, at home when I'm with Scott, I just talk to be talking because I love talking. When I'm talking to you guys. It's coming, I, I mean, when I talk to Scott, it comes from the core, but listen, you know, I act crazy at home. When I'm talking to you guys, like, I don't just talk to be talking. I want you to get something from it. I, like, I want to open up so that you really can understand that there, you can do this, people. You can do this. Stop putting the pressure on yourself. And, and you know, Tears of Transformation, like, when you finish this book, it's going to challenge you in ways. I'll show you a little page. Um, Jessica doesn't like seeing pages, but because she wants to be completely surprised. But I want to show you guys something that is really amazing in this book. Not because it's mine, but it's actually, it's, it's really a fun thing. Uh, hold on. I don't like seeing pages because I want to see all the pages. I know, but I'm trying to show you a really fun thing that I do in the book. Because in this book, it's kind of like, there's some points where you actually feel like you're taking an SAT test. imagine imagine taking an SAT test about yourself Um, why can't I find the page this is so crazy anyway that's that's another exercise anyway maybe the universe doesn't want me to show Jessica but it literally and literally what you do in the book is you'll finish the chapter at a certain point not right away and then I will put you to the test I will put you to a completely, a complete 360 degree test on what that chapter was about and how you can apply it to your life. But here's the thing. You have to be transparent with yourself the minute you pick up this book. You have to be completely transparent because if you're blocking yourself, first of all, I'm going to dig it out of you as you're reading. But if you're, if there's, you have, you can have the skeletons in your closet. It's totally fine. Wait till you read about what I hid in my closet for five years. And I'm not talking about sexuality for 10 years. And I'm not talking about sexuality. Listen, we're all hiding something in our closet. But it's time to get out the duster. And it's time to dust off the cobwebs and pull that thing out that you've been hiding for so long. And you don't have to show me or your best friend, but you have to show yourself. You have to go to the mirror moment and show yourself that thing that you've been hiding. And it's okay. Because, and that's why, and I'll say this, and I don't like getting political correct about sexuality, but people always are like, the first thing that they do in the, in the gay world, this is so crazy. In the gay world, when you meet a gay person, at least when I was younger, it would be like, so when did you come out? You know, they were all, the first thing is like, when did you come out? Because it's such a hard thing to do as a gay person. But my thing to you is I'm saying, so what are you high? What are you in the closet about? You know, we all in the closet about something. So if I went into the grocery store and I just said, and I said to a random person, I'm saying, so when, when did you come out of the closet? They would be like, oh my God, did you call me gay? I'm like, no. So what are you hiding from your spouse? Where are you hiding from your best? Where are you hiding from the world? And most of the time what you're hiding from the world doesn't have the same amount of negative impact on every anyone else than it has with you and that's why it's important for you to go into the closet and pull out those bones and pull out those cobwebs and show yourself and you never have to show anybody else as long as you deal with it and clean it up and sometimes you might have to get rid of it but save a little piece of it just in case you start you might go a little backwards so you can remind yourself oh my goodness i got through this struggle and here's the here's the receipts that i actually went got through this Wow. That's so interesting. I bet that is something that they always leave with too. I never even thought of it. I mean, you know, you talked about it. And when you came to the Transformation Center, there were things about you. I never knew why you liked Sean T, you know? I just thought you were really pretty and liked to smile a lot, right? So I'm just kidding. (laughs) But when I heard your story, I'm like, wow, like this is amazing, you know? And not everything is deep. Not everything is so horrible. But, like, it could be I hate driving to work because I don't want to walk into that building because there's a bully there or someone makes me uncomfortable. And so, but you have to deal with the people. 
And this book is going to make you deal with it. It's going to transform your life so that anything you go through and any situation you're facing, you're going to utilize the power that you have because you do have the power. So <laughs> I have one more question. One more thing I want you to share. So that was, um, you shared it in Jersey at your last event, but I want to, I want you to share about the audiobook because I really love that story. So obviously, um, you know, you're going to have the regular version, you're going to have the audio version. And you guys, I'm going to like throw something at you at the end of this too, but I want you to tell us about like the short version of having to do the audiobook. Okay. So, cause I think I this is cool. I'm going to interrupt you. I think this is cool. Like from a coach standpoint, because we read so many books and we listen to so many audios too. Oh, okay. so I thought this was so interesting to hear. Okay. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Sorry guys. Uh, my little makeshift. Uh, it's on a towel in my room. It's so ghetto. So fancy. I'm from the hood. It's fine. Um, can you see me? I'll just hold it. No, I can see you. Okay. Uh, so, you know, when they asked to do the audiobook, I was like, I'm absolutely doing the audiobook. Because originally they asked if someone else wanted to read it, they wanted me. I was like, you guys would be so mad if you picked up my audiobook and it was some random person reading my somebody said, Oh hell no, yes, John. So <laughs> I'm reading the comments as I'm like, these people, these amazing people listen to my, me yell at them every day. They don't want to hear some, they don't want to hear Scott read my book. So uh anyway, so I was like, I'm gonna read it. And I'm thinking, this is gonna be, I'm like, I'm thinking this is gonna be a piece of cake. I'm like Please, I remember being in elementary school when I was the first one to raise my hand. I'm like, yeah, you know, boom, I can read. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something real quick. So I get, and I'm a good reader. I get into the studio. I walk into the studio, and I'm really excited. I'm very happy. I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and read this book, and I know I can give it the power, you know. I start reading. I literally couldn't get through a paragraph without making a mistake. I was so frustrated. I had a horrible headache. I was so down on myself because I'm like, I cannot read. I graduated college with honors. This is terrible. So I go into, actually go into the bathroom and I like have a little breakdown moment. I'm like, okay, pull it together. I actually put on Instagram stories. I think I was like, listen. But anyway, I called Jeff. I called you. I don't know what day I called you, but here's the thing. The first day I got through 37 pages in four hours. 37 pages in four hours, y'all. So imagine how 37 pages in four. I was like, I'm, I left there feeling terrible. I went to Scott. I'm like, I'm not, doing, I'm not going back tomorrow. I was like, I, I, I finished a book about transformation and digging deep, and I'm literally being challenged at this moment. I was like, I ain't going back. And Scott was like, you, you can do it. Now, mind you, I was definitely going to go back, but I was so frustrated, y'all. If you guys were there, you were, I would have needed you all to motivate me. I would, I would be like, please help me. So I go back the next day, and I was like, I just want to get 40 pages because if I can go a little bit, if I can do a little bit better today than I did yesterday, I'm like, I'm great. So I go back the next day, I get my 40, I think I got 40 or 41 pages. I was so happy. I was like, oh, I'm so happy. And I went out to the woman, the, the woman who was that receptionist. And I was just like, I'm so frustrated. And she was like, you'll get it. And then they told me a story about an actor, like a really well-known actor who came in and read a book. And he literally said, like, this is a really well-known actor. And he said, I'm never doing this again after he finished the book. Cause he said, this is the hardest thing ever. It's harder than any acting job I ever had. So someone said who, and so this is going to sound, I'm, I, I'm saying this in a funny way, y'all. So don't think I'm being in any way. So it was a black actor, but I couldn't remember if it was Cooper Gooding Jr. Or like, um, I don't remember. Cause you know, I just know it was a black actor. And so I forgot the name cause you know, so anyway, so, <laughs> You can fill in a blank there, and I'm black. So uh, anyway, but I was so focused on trying to, you know, do this, and it really motivated me. I'm saying, oh, snap. So if a really good actor had a hard time 
greediness, then I'm, I don't feel bad. And then I asked the guy, I said, well, how many pages does a professional reader get in and out in a, in a full day? And they said anywhere from 80 to 120. So I said, okay, so I'm at the bottom of the professional reading totem pole, but I'm fine. Uh, so each day I got better and better. But was there a part of the story that you wanted me to actually discuss? Because, you know. <laughs> that was really it. I think just because now I want to go hear you read it. But you said but, you did was, like you got so good by the end. Yeah, it was terrible. Like I was terrible. I couldn't read. But I, I we had a text exchange that day, right? Or was it a call? Did I call you a text? You text me that day, yeah. Because I was, I was like. Because you were going to oh. cry. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was going to cry. I was like, I can't do this. But the end of the book, the end of the book is where I had my real breakdown. And of course, Jessica asked me if they left it in. And no, they didn't. I don't think they did. But it was the major breakthrough. And I, I want to share this last bit of information with you. At the very, toward the end of the book, there was a moment where I had to literally take a five minute break. Because all of my entire life and everything I've accomplished and everything that I'm trying to motivate you all out there who are going to read it to accomplish came to a head at this very moment. Because seven years ago, about seven years ago, I started writing a book. And uh, I'm, I don't want to give it away, but I do want to tell you that there was a moment in which I had to stop writing the book because I had a major internal crisis that happened when I fell in love with Scott and when there was a point in our relationship that was a barrier for me where I couldn't dig deeper into loving it, loving this relationship anymore because there was a block of me loving myself. And so I got, I had to go back to therapy before I could finish this book because I said, there's no way that I'm going to try to put out a book and motivate people when there's a blockage and I can't really be authentic in giving. And so I went to therapy and let me tell you something. So I got to that part. I, I got to that part reading this book and I had a, a major breakdown because that was the last and final straw that I needed and barrier that I needed to get by to accept who I really was wholeheartedly and internally. But here's the other thing for anyone who was at summit last year, 2016, when I gave a speech and I talked about, you know, being molested and how, some things started to surface in a sense of I realized that when my molester stopped molesting me, I still craved the molestation. But after I gotten over that and figured out why in therapy, the thing that hit me, the next level of that, that hit me was, wow, like I really disappointed my mom. Like I felt like I was cheating on my mom, if that makes any sense. And it was heavy, y'all. It was so heavy. And so... And, I, and I'm sharing that very vulnerable transparency with you guys because sometimes we think it's over. We think that we got it and it's under control. And, and sometimes some things will surface and you're like, wow. But not everything has to push you down. Because if you, if you have the foundation of being transparent with yourself and now being used to pulling the things out of the closet, when things arise... When things come to fruition, when things come to the front of your mind, it won't be so jarring because you have trained yourself to accept the things that you didn't accept before. So when you start to read this book and when you start to talk about it and tell people about it, connect to the amazing self-empowerment that you have, that you are building such a foundation of belief in yourself because now you are accepting everything about yourself, even the things that are deep within. To believe in yourself, you must accept yourself. To accept yourself, you must trust in the power to believe not what's on the surface, but what's deep and deep. It's like when we walk in the ocean, right? It's shallow water. We can still see our feet and we're like living. But you know, you go 30 feet out and things start to be unclear and you don't know if a shark is going to come bite those feet. That's when things start to get a little crazy. We can trust the shallow water. It's there. These things are easy. But are you willing to scuba dive into the depths of the sea to find out what's down there that you've been hiding? 
And the minute you accept the opportunity to do that, the minute you accept the opportunity to see the great white shark or jaws, I don't really want you to go in the ocean, but the minute you accept the opportunity to see these things that are hidden beneath, mm, I'm not saying we have a perfect life, or I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect life because things are going to happen, but when they do happen, those tools in that secret backpack are going to come to good use. That's why every trainer out there, that's, and back to, and I'll finally, I'll say this. That's why I don't give a shit about the exercise. I'm sorry if you're a Christian. What I care about is how you mentally prepare and how you commit to what it is that you want. Because if you look at all the programs in Beachbody, they call squats 18 different things. They call ski abs different things. They call power jumps different things. So it's really not about the workout. It's about the execution of how you are going to execute the workout. So continue to trust and believe in who you are. November 7th. Okay, so the links for them to order. So you guys, how many of you guys have already ordered? Drop it in the comments if you already have your book. I know, um, I don't remember how many I have pre-ordered, but I'm going to go get, I'm definitely going to go get the audio too because you can pre-order both, right? You can pre-order the audio book. Um, but I think for, I don't know, I, I feel such good energy on here and I'm never one to be like, oh my God, if all of you, I would appreciate if, you don't have to tell people go buy this book, but once you read it, oh, I, would appreciate, I just appreciate if you posted how it helped you because that, I want to say this, I want to say this finally, um, and don't leave the meeting if you have to go. I want to finish this because this was only supposed to be 30 minutes and I know we went 55. Guys, when I, when I got, and I talk about this in a book too, but when I, I want to give you guys this little last little thing in terms of never giving up, which is what helped me continue to have my babies, right? Our babies. When I was eight years old, I asked my mom if I could be a dance, a ballerina. She said, little boys don't dance. She's my biggest fan now. But so I held my passion to dance until I was 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. And when I danced at 19, 20 years old, not only did I get a minor in theater dance, but every dance company in the entire surrounding area hired me to be the hip hop teacher. And then I got hired as the only guy in a modern dance company without having ever danced before. And then I moved to LA and I was on stage with Mariah Carey. That was from my mom telling me little boys don't dance because it was deep inside of me. Next, when I got to LA and I was struggling in LA trying to find my way and Lara Ross from Beachbody and Carl Deichler gave me my, um, my contract for hip hop ads. I went to my agent that got me the job for Mariah Carey and got me the job for all the music videos I did and got me a job for all the musicals I did with many different talents. That agent told me infomercials don't work. And you know what? That agent told me infomercials don't work, but guess what? Uh, two months after the infomercial came out, it was the number one infomercial in the country. And then... Even in Beachbody, Carl was looking, and Carl knows this story, so this is no shade because I love him to death, but Carl was looking for another trainer to do Insanity. And my, uh, my producer said, hey, Sean wants to do Insanity. And Carl was like, well, he's, my, he's just the dance guy. He's my dance guy. And, I've, and, I, and I got uncomfortable, and I created insanity and I've handed him a DVD like a few days later and he said, you got the job. And so I did insanity. And my whole point is along the way, you're going to encounter things and people that says, you know what? You might not be able to do this or you can't do this or you're not fit for this or this is not going to work. And it's not that you will get exactly what you want at, with every goal that you achieve, but you will learn something so amazing and great about yourself if you never, ever give up. And so I'm not one to put this out there, but I will say that by all these people telling me, no, oh, I forgot to tell you guys one major part of the story. So my mom told me I couldn't be a dancer. I got 
I moved, you know, I did this. And then I had a, a ex years ago who told me you won't be a professional dancer. And that's when I got the job with Mariah Carey. And so along the way, all I'm saying is like, there's going to be barriers along the way that are not set by you. But if you have fire and if you live within yourself and you live with your passion, you'll succeed. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I want to say one more thing, y'all. I'm sorry, I got to say one more thing. So Darren Natoni asked me seven years ago, he said, you know, what, is, what are your goals for uh, in five years? And so I was like, I want to marry Scott. Um, I want to, like, I, I had all these things that were really feel-good things. And then I had things that were numbers and monetary things. The numbers and monetary things, I didn't reach because they were numbers. Everything that, want, that made me feel good, I reached because I chased the feeling. And I have good monetary value now, but I have amazing happiness now. And so chase the feeling, people. Your coaching business will come if you continue to feel good. People connect to authenticity. People connect to the real you. People connect to your uniqueness. They don't, they don't necessarily connect to the new house you get unless the new house was brought by a, a, an amazing feeling of hard work and not just, you know, working to make people think you did hard work. Okay. Cause there's a difference. You matter. Be 100% authentic to who you are, live in a moment. And not only will your business, your, your body, your job, or your relationship prosper, but you will prosper. And if you prosper, imagine the power that everything else is going to get from a happier version of yourself and that's why tears for transformation is out the seven superpowers to help you dig deeper feel stronger and ultimately live your best life thank you oh my god i love you guys all right so i love the comments all right i'm going back to sean i'm going out of sean t mode i love the comments you guys at a bomb.com um i'm if you're in new york city i'm having a book launch party it's going to be fun uh Obviously, I have Shanti Transforms America, uh, which is not a workout. It's a complete situation where it's going to be totally different than any event you've been through, at least with me. So and you, if you can come, great. If not, great. I know you're buying a book. So if all you're like, Sean, I can only afford a book, I get that. Come through. But um, I just appreciate any and all the support that you guys have given me over the years and your commitment. And if you've never done one of my workouts or if you've if you, great, I'm happy. If you never do a Shanti workout, that's fine. But what I really want is what I tell people who have been broken up with. Don't try to keep somebody around that doesn't necessarily relate to you. Wish them happiness wherever they go. So it doesn't have to be my workout. But I still want you to come up and hug me if you had success in anything that you do. So just continue to be you and live your best, live your best life because I'm just trying to live my best life. You can take it, you can make it, dig deeper, come on y'all, trust and believe with Shanti. So what's really amazing is right now I'm about to go on stage in North Hollywood, California because it's the first leg of my book tour and... 
because we just got finished talking about the book and it's been so amazing. And so today's truth bomb goes into what we were just talking about, which is either accept your life as it is or accept your responsibility to change it. And that's what this book is about. It's not being a fitness bully or a mental fitness bully. It's just bringing you to the perspective that if you want change in your life, you have to go after it. If you want change in your life, you are in control. If you want change in your life, you have to get rid of all the negative forces that are trying to penetrate you so that you can make and live and be the best that you can be. In the book, I'm going to ask you to take many self-assessments so that you can find the power to dig deeper into your own soul, not just your life, not just to exist, not just to live. But what if you go extremely deep into your soul so that you can find power? And that's what this is about. And that's what I'm going to do when I go on stage right now. I go and I dig deep so that I can give. There are moments when we have to give and there are moments where, in this book, where you have to give back to yourself and giving back to yourself is the best way to move forward. And everyone will benefit from that. And you've heard me say that before. So I'll finish by saying this. Either accept your life as it is or accept your responsibility to change it. And I know you want to change because change is good. Always trust and believe in who you are. I could not do this podcast on my own, so I would love to thank Todd Midget at NC Fit Club for producing such an amazing podcast and being able to really put the message out there for you guys. Another huge shout out to Michael McBride and his team of Kanisha Holiday and Gabriel Mudd for the new Trust and Believe theme song. You guys really did an amazing job and really put forth the effort of helping people trust and believe. And last but not least, I would love to give a huge shout out to Coffee Anderson because your truth bombs would not be as impactful if he didn't give you that theme song as the intro. Last but not least, me. I thank you. I am your biggest fan and I hope you come back every week ready to trust and believe with an open mind so that we together can live our best lives and believe in who we are. You can find Michael McBride at The Real McBride on Instagram and you can find Todd Midget at NC Fit Club if you want some music or video editing. Continue to trust and believe in who you are.